right, we're on. We're live. We're live. This is it. This is it. This is the Frady Cat Podcast. Welcome to the Frady Cat, the inaugural. This is the inaugural. That is correct. We're doing the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Frady Cat Podcast. My name is Kelly McFarland. My name is Carolyn Plummer. And we're discussing all things that are crazy, Creepy. Creepy. Weird. Frady. Terrifying. Yeah. uh, Things that scare us. Things that go bump in the night or outside of your door that scare you. So we're going to talk things about... Things that scare you to your core. Yes. Things that make you feel... Um, that make you, when you wake up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, not want to go back to bed. Right. Things that dry out your mouth. Things <laughs> that dry out your mouth. Oh, my God. That's so true. Yeah. For me, it's always like things that give you diarrhea cramps. Yes. Things that <laughs> yes. give you diarrhea cramps. Yep. 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 Things that make you put your head under the covers. Oh, my gosh. So under the covers. Also, things that make me check every door and under every bed, under every couch. I don't know what fits under a couch, but I want to make sure. You can put that water down. It's totally fine. Uh, you just gingerly set your mug. You're I'm, drinking, very, I'm very dainty. You're drinking. People you, that don't yes, know me. Yes, you're delicate. I'm delicate. You are delicate. Uh, you're drinking water from a beer mug. So that says it's everything. It's just a mug. I don't know. That looks like a old-timey German grog. Grog? Grog. 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 Stein, Uh, like a beer stein. Like a stein. You're having water out of a stein. Yes, except it's seltzer. It is seltzer. I can see the bubbles. boring. (laughs) Well, it's not nighttime. True. day drinking is far behind us. Uh, Yeah. Frady Cat Podcast. And we've been talking about doing this for a long time because we are obsessed with scaredy things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Scary stories, ghosts, cults. Yeah. Um, possession. Well, Kelly has a hard stop on possession and evil, but I go, I yeah. go there. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, gonna, talk we're gonna about dwell it. in that area a little bit, and <sighs> Kelly's gonna be uncomfortable. But I think it needs to be talked about. Yes. So just to give, let's give them a little history about the two of us. So we've okay. known each other for twenty years. Yep. We have toured uh, doing stand up comedy all over. Uh, this country, and a lot in New England, like on the eastern, uh, upper northeast region. Uh, And we've stayed in some of the scariest places in the whole world. We have not slept an entire night before. Well, you have. I have not, because you're a little more brave than I am. (laughs) Uh, And uh, we have lots of stories from the road, and we were roommates for a very long time when we were young, when we were very young. So, uh, yeah, we always talk about this stuff, and we love this stuff, and we think it's super interesting. And so we're going to cover everything from ghosts, demons, demons, reluctantly I say demons, uh, murder, what else? Um, Unsolved mystery type things, maybe? We may, you know, talk about that. Um, Alien abduction, abduction probably won't be on the list. How come? Why is that? I don't know. Maybe we could talk about some of the documented cases. You don't want to. You don't want them to hear us and come down here and scratch on your window and then put things know. in your butt. I don't know. Anyway, we're trying to focus a little bit in the <laughs> what we're gonna talk yeah. about, but uh, chupacabra, chupacabra. We love the chupacabra story. Who doesn't love a good chupacabra? We were actually in Vermont at the Vermont Comedy Club recently, which is on Lake Champlain. Yeah. And we had talked about going down to see if we could see Champ. Yeah, find Champ. Champ, which is their version of the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, but it was too uh, cold. Oh my God, it was so cold. If you're don't, if you not from this part of the country, uh, it's beautiful. It's we should say definitely that. definitely beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, like most of our country, right? We have some beautiful places in our country. Vermont is gorgeous, and it is so cold that you want to rip your face off. Well, the lake effect wind was... <laughs> I got... Yeah. You'd windburn. I had windburn. Just tell them. It's fine. I did. Yeah. I had red welts on my face from the wind and tears <laughs> that were produced from the wind. <laughs> they were like frozen to your cheeks. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't good. And then I, I bought some cream from the body shop. You did. Took care of things. Yeah. It's funny, too, because I think uh, people might be asking themselves, then why'd you guys go outside? And the fact is, when you're on the road, you've got a lot of hours. You to gotta go. get it. I gotta get out of the hotel room, and you go crazy. Yeah. So we went. We went shopping. We hung out. I bought a warmer coat. You did. Buy, yeah, you had to buy. A, that's how cold it was. Yeah. Carolyn had to buy a warmer coat. Yes. That's I had a coat. down jacket, but yeah. I had to buy a warmer down jacket. Like a step up. Yeah. At Eddie Bauer. Yes. Eddie Bauer. That's how cold it was. We had to go into Eddie Bauer. 
and and purchase things. Yep. And then they didn't take the security tag off, and I had to go back oh, yeah, to Eddie right. Bauer. So I had to go out twice. Yeah, I forgot about that. I said, just wear the coat. I was like, why don't you just wear the coat? It was the next day we were going to go out. And I was like, wear the coat, and then just tell them, like, hey, I bought this here yesterday. Can you take the tag off, dum-dums? And uh, Carolyn brought up a very good point. They're going to think I stole it. Right. Because I'm walking in and this is my only coat. So, yeah. So. I don't always use my whole brain. Well, I don't always play by the rules either, but. Oh, Fast and Loose I did with that Carolyn day. Plummer. <laughs> Tune in for that podcast. Fast and Loose with Carolyn Plummer. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. And uh, let's talk about what we want to do with our podcast. We want to um, we want to tell you all stories and we also want to take you some places. We're going to take you around. We're going to visit some cool places. I've already signed Carolyn up to go to a Crystal Lake experience, which is the Jason from the Friday the 13th movies experience. She'll be going to do that by herself. I'm going to stay at a Hilton Garden. No, I'm not. We're not doing that. Are you yeah. doing that? No. You don't I mean, I, I looked into it and I wasn't available to do it. <laughs> I did look into it. You did look into it. Yeah. Mm. But there's a lot of places in New Hampshire and the surrounding area, because it's such an old area of New England, that are haunted. Mm -hmm. You know, like a couple examples are the Mount Washington Hotel. Um, Yep. We've been haunted there before. Yep. And so we have places near us that we can visit. Yeah. And once we hopefully get a following... Then people can tell us places that they know of, and maybe we can go to those places. It's a really good point. Cool. It's a really good point, Kara. We have a. Um, we or if we have... get booked somewhere, and we know like like Lemp Mansion is out in the Midwest, and that's near a comedy <laughs> club, so I would go visit the Lemp Mansion. Okay. And because it's haunted, there were right. like three suicides there, and they owned a brewery, and it's that's stuff that I would do when I wasn't working at the comedy club. Well, I would spend my day. You do going. To do creepy things. You've done that before, actually. When you go on the road, if I talk to you and you're on the road, I feel like you're always, you like to know what's local so you can go Yeah, I like to go, I'm a big fan of history as well, so if there's something near where I am, like I went to the Mark Twain house Mm -hmm. when I was booked in Hartford because I love Mark Twain, he's a humorist, and it was interesting to me, and Harriet Beecher Stowe's house was next door, I didn't have enough time to do that. Not enough hours in the day. But... The Mark Twain house was fascinating. Yeah. And he was a fascinating man. And the stuff that he brought over from different areas that he had imported to put in his house were amazing. He had stuff from a castle in one of his rooms. Which is so cool. So it was cool to see his home, number one. And then the tour guide was really good because Mm. that's something, if you have a good tour guide, (laughs) it's true. It makes it a better experience. If you have a bad tour guide, then it's a painful yeah. experience. If you have a bad tour guide, I sometimes think to myself the whole time the tour guide is giving the tour, I could just be home without a bra on on the <laughs> right. internet. Yeah. Right, you know what or I mean? Reading like, a book. I could be I reading, could a, book reading about a book. This. this person is not interested. I could be in not that. wearing pants and just reading a <laughs> yeah. book about what well, you're Well, I doing. mean you could probably go on the tour without pants, but it they frown on that. They probably have places. Uh, yeah, we uh, we've done that before together. We've gone to places, uh, which is a great segue into what we're talking about right. today. So today, uh, yeah, we went to Key West for a gig. We did comedy in Key West not yeah. too long ago, and we've visited the Hemingway House, which, which is was super interesting. So cool, so beautiful. Uh, Carolyn said it. I won't talk for you, although that seems to be what I'm doing, right? It's fine. No, I'm doing like, it right now. <laughs> Carolyn, I, yeah. I, I had done some research, which is what I do. Yes. Because um, we were going to Key West. I had never been to Key West. We wanted to see the southernmost point. That was one thing yep. we agreed on. And I said, well, I really want to go to the Hemingway house because Ernest Hemingway is one of my favorite authors and wanted to see it and it was supposed to be cool and we, we all ended up doing that. Yeah, my parents were with us. Yeah, That's an important parents. piece of information we and should they, add. They weren't sold on the Hemingway house. They're into anything. But then they were glad that they went. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it was great and we had a good tour guide. Yes. We think she might have been a little intoxicated. She definitely was intoxicated. She was drinking like out of this giant insulated coffee mug and it was it, a white rush. It didn't seem like coffee to me. It at was all. a white. She Russian. was a little, a little hammered. She was off script, which I really appreciated. Which, yeah. 
Uh, and I liked that a lot. And you're leaving out the, the cutest oh, the part cats. of the Hemingway house. Which the pterodactyl is the, cats. Oh, my God. The Hemingway Polydactyl, cats. Polydactyl, not pterodactyl. They're not pterodactyl. That is a dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they have these giant double paws, and there's tons of them, and they're cute, and they flop around and hang out. and Yeah, yeah they're very, very cute. So... There was one thing Carolyn wanted to do. We had great shows. We should tell you that. We yes, had great shows. Yes, CarolynPlumber.com, KellyMacFarland.com for more information on shows. And and then I had suggested going <laughs> to see Robert, the possessed doll, at another <laughs> museum. Mm, He's mm. on permanent display at the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West. And that was not something that I could sell Kelly on. No, that was not something you could sell me on. No. So the history of this doll is that this doll originally belonged to Robert Eugene Otto, an artist who was described as eccentric, who belonged to a prominent Key West family. And the doll doll was reportedly manufactured by the Steiff Company of Germany. Now, you guys might know the Steiff Company because they make the bears, those really cute oh, all right. teddy bears Okay. that are worth a ton of money that are on Antiques Roadshow. Okay, yeah. You know, and they have the button signature yeah, yeah, yeah. in their ear. Really quickly, let me just yes. stop. This is, this is our first, this is episode, one. season one, episode one of right. the Frady Cat right, podcast. Right. The way this is going to work is... This week, Carolyn is presenting a story. She's told me nothing about her story. She did not clear it with me. She wasn't like, hey, Cal, Cal, <laughs> you're okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Eat a lot of cheese. Bind yourself up because I'm going to tell you something that terrifies you. Uh, she just uh, told me that when I sat down with her today, that this is what we're talking about. So this is how this is going to go down. We're going to talk about this possessed doll, which I get really mad about possessed dolls, which I'm sure will well, I'll get mad at this one as well right. because they're dolls. They're supposed to be fun, and when the devil goes into a possessed doll or makes the doll possessed, I guess is what happens. Well, there's a history on why they think Gross. the doll was possessed. Fine. So continue. So this is they call. Him, I have a question. Oh, sorry. Already <laughs> already getting mad. So Robert is the name of the doll, and the person who made him was also named Robert. He didn't make him. We'll get into that. I'm so, very mad. Go so on. So the man who owned the doll originally, and he got it as a gift from his grandparents. Gross. So the history of the doll is it was supposedly made by the Steiff company who makes the bears. And yeah. the bears are adorable, and they're worth a ton of money. You always see them in an antiques roadshow. Yeah, and yeah, if they're yeah. made in a certain date, they're like... Worth thousands of dollars. Uh, you know what my favorite part of Antiques Roadshow, though? <laughs> you know what my favorite part is? When people are like, my mother carried this yes. under a dress. It's plants. <laughs> well, this is not real. And then just hope, just so much hope yeah. of paying off a mortgage goes well, out of this, someone's face. That, if this was an original, it is, yes. this one's a forgery made right. in China out of plastic. You're like, oh, great. And you know what? Family members lie. Oh, absolutely. They lie. Of course. They lie so bad. They're like, this musket was carried by Paul Revere while he was on the back of George Washington's uh, coat and blah, blah, blah. And they lie because they want things in their life to have history. And then they find out that they bought it at like, we got this at Sagas at the Square One Mall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, okay, go on. So this kid, Robert, um, was from a prominent family and he was given this doll okay. as a child. And as he grew up, things would happen like bad things would happen and he started blaming it on the doll and he would say i didn't do it robert did it and he went God. by gene so the 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 real person <laughs> his name was robert as well but for some reason he went by gene which i think was his middle name okay so he has this doll he keeps blaming stuff on the doll he becomes he's from a prominent family he becomes a painter and he's really artistic so um so, the family kept the doll when he went and and went to school in Paris and other places. And other people, um, other people would also say that they experienced stuff with this doll. What do you mean other people? Like who? Um, that lived in the house with them? Yeah, like other people in the family would, would also say that things happened with this doll. So, the legend oh, is... Oh, good God. That the doll has supernatural abilities that allow it to move, change its facial expression, and make giggling sounds. I don't like him already. No. 
Some right. versions of the legend claim that a young girl of Bohemian descent from the Bahamas yeah. gave Otto the doll as a gift or as retaliation for wrongdoing. Other stories claim that the doll moved voodoo figurines around the room and was aware of what went on around him. Still other legends claim that the doll vanished after Otto's house changed ownership a number of times after his death. Or that young Otto triggered the doll's supernatural powers by blaming his childhood mishaps on the doll. According to local <sighs> folklore, the doll has caused car accidents. No. Broken bones. Nope. Job loss. Sure. Divorce and a cornucopia of other misfortunes. And museum visitors supposedly supposedly experience post-visit misfortunes for fa- failing to respect Robert. This is why we don't go to museums <laughs> where they have permanent, and I'm using air quotes here because it's permanent, permanent, uh, on display permanently. We don't go see demonic dolls because they say that after you leave, the demonic doll, if you don't make nice to it, is that what it's saying? Like, if you don't... You have to respect Robert or um, he will fuck you up, basically. So I have a question. Yep. So, who, wait... And I probably just shut this all out because I get terrified. Is this him? Is that a picture of him? Oh yeah, let's describe the picture. We'll put this on our Instagram, by the way, the free at the Freddy Cast podcast. Uh, Freddy Cast pod. Uh, that's how scared I am. No, you, you, when you see a picture of this thing, you are going to be terrified. It's uh, so we'll put it on our Instagram. He looks kind of like. He's the color of a potato, and he, he looks like a, a young child, and he's wearing a sailor suit yeah. for some reason, which, in some of the research I did, he was not originally in the sailor suit. Robert dressed him in one no. of his outfits from when he was a kid. Let me see this. I hate this doll so much. It has the kind of legs, too, that bend, so this picture is... Well, I guess it doesn't, he doesn't, his knees so, don't bend, but, like, you can sit him up in a chair. Yeah, so here's a more, a, viv- a better description yeah. of the doll. He's a one-of-a-kind handmade doll created around the turn of the 20th century, standing 40 inches tall. So he's only 10 inches shorter than you, Kelly. Don't say that! And stuffed with wood wool known as Excelsior. He is dressed in a sailor suit and once bore painted features not unlike those of a jester. Yeah, he looks... And I say this with a, with respect and uh, and uh, love. Uh, he looks like he was in a fire. Like he, yeah. I don't. Uh, what's and in this picture, he's holding a toy, which I don't like. Yeah, he has his own. Stuff he has a toy him. that is his own toy. Um, so Robert Eugene Otto, he described himself as eccentric owned this doll and got it as a gift and they said it was by this company from Germany that makes those cute bears. So do you have some examples of <laughs> do you have some examples of some real life stories of bad things? Yep. So okay, here's okay. one. Um so and what we know about Gene, who's the owner of the doll, who had this doll when he was a child, is he became an artist but he was eccentric. So he designed the gallery at the Forced East Martello Museum and had plans to make his own home and museum complete with a wax imprint of the artist's hands as a focal point. Though this dream was never realized, his home became known as the Artist's House and story of the doll's strange behavior became commonplace with those who encountered him after Jean's death in 1974. Tenants heard footsteps in the attic room above them. A plumber heard giggling and turned to find the doll had moved across the room on his own. This is... Okay. Solaris Hill reporter Malcolm Ross visited Robert and said, It was like a metal bar running down my back. At first, when we walked through the door, the look on his face was like a little boy being punished, as if he was asking himself, Who are these people in my room, and what are they going to do to me? Ross's friends told him Robert's backstory and pointed out that the children's furniture and pointed out the children's furniture. It was at this point Malcolm noticed a change in the doll's expression as if it was following the conversation. One of the men made a comment about what an old fool Jean Otto must have been. Robert's expression turned to one of disdain. There was some kind of intelligence there. The doll was listening to us. Come on now. So then they, um, this woman named Myrtle Roeder 
purchase the auto home. I don't know if that's router, root, router. It's fine. Please don't. You can fact check us all you want, by the way. Yeah, this is and all stuff from the internet. You can too. send us emails, too, if you want. The Cast pod, Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and just let this be a blanket statement that everything we're giving you is just stuff we've researched. Right. Right? We're just using the internet just so. like you can. Uh, so, yeah. So this part's funny, though. So okay. Myrtle... Purchased the auto home in 1974, and she became Robert's companion and kept him when she moved to Vaughn Fister Street six years later. In 1994, she donated Robert to the museum, the Fort East Martella Museum, claiming he moved around her house on his own and was haunted. Myrtle died a few months later, but Robert remained active. What does that mean? Museum staff noticed a shift of energies at the Fort East Martello Museum. Though Robert was not initially on display, he started receiving visitors as word spread of his new residence. No, I don't So like people that. like this shit, Kelly. Like, they like to see this stuff. Well, and that's the question, right? Like, I always ask myself, why don't they just rip the head off of it and see what's going on inside? But you're right. People love this stuff. Like, they love it. And here's more of the stuff that kind of confirms that there's something off with this doll. because It, it says, confirms it? Okay, go on. Once he was put on exhibit, cameras and electronic devices malfunctioned in his presence, and soon letters began arriving addressed to the doll, offering apologies for disrespectful behavior or asking forgiveness. Who reads in the letters? I don't know. Dear Robert, I'm so sorry I dissed you when I was at the museum. Could you imagine how that's your job at the museum? (laughs) Hi, welcome. We just want to interview you today. Thank you. What brings you to the museum? Oh, I'm interested in Supernatural, and I'm really anxious to work with Robert. Great. We're looking for a letter reader. Could you imagine having to be the person who sits down with the with hey, the possessed? Hey, Robra. Hey, hey, Roro. Um, so we have four letters to go through today. They're real sorry, soup sorry. Um, please don't possess me, right? Oh. So letters continue to arrive daily. Ghost hunters, TV shows, psychics, skeptics, and believers visit Robert on a regular basis to witness firsthand the strange stories that they have heard. Hmm. Is Robert caused by voodoo? They don't know. I don't know that. Thriving on the energy placed upon him. We don't know that. Perhaps. A misunderstood doll with a playful spirit. Because there are so many misunderstood dolls in this world. <laughs> Is that what it says? Yes. A misunderstood doll? With a playful spirit. Oh, yeah. He's not Raggedy Ann. Oh. Come on. No, he, or Andy, for that matter. Or perhaps just a doll joined by the spirit of his lifelong companion. That could be. Well, okay. Okay. So. Um. Ugh. So we covered all of this. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's a dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a bigger picture of him in a full-on sailor suit. He's 111 years old. I don't like it. Um, There was a movie about him, too, right? Wasn't this a movie? Yeah, so there's a horror movie that they made in 2015, and it's just called Robert. Yeah. Which, here it is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not see that, by the way. I didn't want to. Because I don't like <laughs> It's based the on the true story. Yeah. Before Chucky. Well, obviously. Before Annabelle, there was Robert. Yeah. He, he wants to be your best friend. Forever. <laughs> I don't understand how... Uh, okay. We did not go see this doll, so we don't know that. No. We don't know anything about it. Oh, uh, Robert the Enchanted Doll, which is really like a... Um, that's kind of a weird way to describe him because I don't think he's enchanted because I guess enchantment cannot just be like Disney happiness. Enchantment can be anything that's um, magical, right, in any way. Isn't that the scoop? No, I mean, I think the whole voodoo angle may be something that has to do with this. They have a new person that's in charge of him. Um, Is he? So you told me about Annabelle. Yeah, Anna- I know about Annabelle as well. And there was a movie, Annabelle. So if you're familiar with Annabelle, she is a doll that was also possessed that the yeah. Warrens in Connecticut have in their museum. The and Warrens- she's under a glass case. And the Warrens are, the wife is a medium and the the husband was a ghost hunter and they used to go to haunted places. If you've ever seen the movie The Conjuring, that's based on um, the Warrens. Yeah, the Warrens are pretty and she's, terrifying. she's pretty old now. Yeah. He, he passed away. A while ago. It's their demonologist, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Right. And but she's also a medium. Yes. And she's, well, supposedly a medium. No disrespect. 
She's definitely a medium. You think she's definitely a medium? Yes. I've seen I her on know. different shows where she can... She senses things. If she's not a medium, she's definitely sensitive. They have the Occult Museum. Occult yes, in their museum house. In Monroe, Connecticut, which we could actually drive to that. We're right. Boston And based. Annabelle is in there, and she's under a glass case. And mm-hmm. Robert is also in a place where people... He can't leave. So, um, the new person that is in charge is named Corey Convertito. She's the curator and Robert's caretaker. Yeah. Um, and she says something in this article. It's pretty. So she says he gets like one to three letters a day. Still? Yeah. And he also receives emails and homages. At some point it became known that Robert had a sweet tooth. So people sent him candy. He recently received a box containing eight bags of peppermints, a card, and no return address. Exercising caution, the museum staff does not consume treats sent to Robert. <laughs> Guests leave him sweets, money, and occasionally joints. If he causes divorce, <laughs> you're not going to eat his treats. Do you know what I mean? Well, also, and, and why leave candy and, and a bucket of marijuana? And joints, right? And joints. Let's leave the demonic doll some pot. That makes sense. And so this person says... It's completely inappropriate. We are still a museum. So stop leaving joints at yeah, the museum. Yeah, stop leaving marijuana cigarettes. We know it's Key West. Yeah. <laughs> it gets a little loop-de-loo there, for sure. Um, yeah. But she says once a year she administers a checkup, taking him out of the case and weighing him to assess whether the hum- humid Florida weather has affected his straw-filled body. And? She is also his proxy, receiving and reading all his email letters and running his social oh, feeds. Oh, so she's the his one. His social feeds. Oh, he has a Twitter. Yeah. In August, she photoshopped Robert's knobby face onto the now famous picture of Kim Kardashian popping a bottle of champagne into a glass yeah. balance on her behind. And it was in order to attract attention to the campaign that would score the museum a grant if it garnered enough votes. Did it work? Through the combined forces of Kardashians and Robert's celebrity and the doll's social media reach, he has almost 9,000 Facebook likes. The museum won by a landslide. Okay, so Robert has his own Facebook page. He probably has more friends than you and I do combined. So, Um, because... This is funny. She also corresponds on Robert's behalf. She tries to send something to every child who writes him. Gene always had that childlike temperament around him, and we feel like Robert would want to be kind to children. And she has also responded to more poignant ones, such as an email from a girl who was being bullied at school. So, does she think Robert's haunted? I don't know. I really don't, she says. I've never had a bad experience with him. I've never felt uncomfortable. It's always been a very basic relationship that I have a job to do when I go and I do it. And whether there's something to it or not, he just allows me to get on with my job. Here's the problem I have with that Please, sentence. I, I, let's unpack that because um, I have so much wrong with that. She just said he allows me to get on with my job. Yeah. So that says to me that she thinks this doll actually does have abilities or has some sort of consciousness. She would have to, yeah. right? Like. Or, or she doesn't and she's bought into it so much to get because the money for this the is museum. how she doesn't have to have like a traditional job. Right. She oh. runs the museum. She wants to right. garner she, that attention. She wants to get that money. She wants to get that beep beep. Do they have other stuff in the, if you don't know what um, beep beep means, <laughs> Carolyn just made it rain in here. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, just, it's a museum of all things Key West, but this is yeah. the main focal point. I just looked him up on Twitter. Is he on Facebook too? I don't know. I haven't checked Facebook yet, but I'm looking at Twitter and there's a bunch. I looked, did at Robert the Doll, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch. This one seems to have the most followers at 1,021. Uh, Robert the Doll follows 146 people. Uh, of course the, he does. Yeah, the latest, his latest. He's in his case with his iPhone. Yeah, he's got, he's on his Android, <laughs> and he's just going to town. He's like, oh, LOL, FMH. FOMO. FOMO. The latest uh, tweet from him was on February 9th, 2018, and it says, Thanks to Ozzy and Jack, we are completely sold out of Robert the Doll dolls. Oh. Uh, gross. I would not want one of these dolls. And I'm being serious right now. Do not buy me one, even as a joke. The museum is redesigning the packaging to include more choices. They expect to go live with new options by the end of March. I apologize for the delay, but I demand the best to be available. 
Um, and there's quite a few retweets and some likes and some comments on this. Um, Ozzy Osbourne bought one of these. Wait, why am I surprised? From <laughs> at Jessica, uh, it's Gator Chick, actually, at Gator Chick. Um, yeah, I feel like this person has, whether she believes it or not, she's making her living by... Yeah, I mean, she has yeah. to buy into it because that's what they do at the museum. Right, right. Of course. But what what fascinates me is the original story. Like, so this kid was given this doll as um, a gift. Yep. And then he started blaming bad things that would happen on this doll. And there's two <laughs> theories about how this doll became possessed. Yeah. That there was voodoo going on in the family. And okay. that somehow this doll became I don't know. Enchanted, like, basically. Enchanted yeah. or, or or something happened with voodoo that made this doll into a possessed type of yeah. thing. And the other thing is that someone who was originally from the Bahamas did something to the doll to make it possessed. Right. Um, but either way, the doll is creepy as fuck. If it's you, we'll, so we'll creepy. We'll post a picture. Yeah. And the guy who owned the doll... I mean, they say he was eccentric. This yeah. is the turn of the century. He may have had some type of mental illness. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I so hear So that you. he was blaming all this stuff that he was actually doing on the doll, but it doesn't explain that this doll moved and these other people have had experiences. I mean, I used to blame stuff, though, on our family dog, and I didn't think the dog was possessed. Right, but Do you the know what dog I mean? can move around the room. This is an inanimate object. That's a really object. good point. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, you know, things like this actually freak me out. Right, and I just go the other opposite direction, right? Where I'm like, that's not real. There's no way. Well, this um, is like an evil type thing. Too. It's like, super evil. The Annabelle doll is evil. This is evil. Anytime we watch any sort of like haunted anything shows, and there's objects that like I won't even go and you know this about me and it's actually gotten worse uh and like I said Carolyn and I we've known each other for for 20 we just hit 20 years knowing each other it's actually gotten worse the older I've gotten I won't even buy like secondhand furniture because I'm afraid that it might be possessed like I need a new desk and I won't get one because I'm afraid it'll be possessed or have bed bugs those are the two things that freak me out um, so this, these, this type of stuff like really freaks me out. I, would... I, I, in my, my angle is, yeah. I mean, obviously I don't want to have any bad luck by going to no. visit Robert, but I'm fascinated and I would love to experience that firsthand. I would be very nice to Robert. Sure. I would say hello. I would yeah. be polite because I don't want to leave with any bad juju either. No. But it fascinates me and remember they were had they had, they had the Annabelle doll a couple of years ago on display in Connecticut yeah and you could go to this dinner and have dinner with this doll well the doll they were going to display <laughs> the doll later and talk about the story and Kelly wouldn't go no i didn't want to go to that why would i want to sit in a dinner it's a lot of opportunity. It was the buffet I'm followed a- by a display of a possessed doll. I mean, what's not to like? You can go see her, though, at the Warrens. Yeah, and they have other stuff there. That would, that would be super interesting. I mean, I, I will go like do that, that with you. I will go do that with you. Yeah. I think the Warrens are super fascinating anyway. Yeah, we'll talk more um, about them in another we'll ha- episode. Yeah, we'll have too. a whole episode about the Warrens. But just to give a little background, since we're talking about things that become possessed here. Mm-hmm. Um, Annabelle, uh, according to claims... Uh, Ed and Lor- this is Ed and Lorraine Warren said this, right? right. Um, that a student nurse was given a Raggedy Ann doll, which that shit pisses me off because <laughs> I had a Raggedy Ann doll and loved it, right? I loved it. So possess something like this Robert doll, I look at it and I go, yeah, this is looks like a baked potato well, with and, and Satan's it- face. I get it. Like this would scare the shit out of it. You know what this looks like? This looks like the lettuce patch doll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that my mom got me when I was a kid because we were uh, too poor to get a Cabbage Patch doll and they sold out. Uh, well, and I think the idea behind this doll was if you, it's stuffed with straw. It's not stuffed with stuffing. Yeah. It's made out of wool. And the, <laughs> it was supposed to look like Jean, you yeah. know, the kid. Do we know what Jean looks like? Or looked like as a kid? No, I didn't research we'll look, that. Let's look that up and we'll put that with our Instagram as well. So yeah, can I don't see know both. if there's... But yeah. 
I mean, Robert's the celebrity, not Gene, so. It's true. So I don't know if we'll be able to find him, but, um, yeah, this student nurse was given the Raggedy Ann doll in 1970, and after the doll behaved strangely, a psychic medium told the student that the doll was was inhabited by the spirit of a dead girl named Annabelle Higgins. And Mrs. Higgins, Mrs. Mrs. Higgins, oh Mrs. Higgins, yeah, big Carol Burnett fans in this group. Uh, Mrs. Higgins, Annabelle Higgins. Uh, supposedly, the student nurse and her roommate first tried to accept and nurture the spirit possessed doll, which that's a mistake. Yeah, you don't screw around. No, just like, fucking give like, it to someone you don't I mean, like. They have Robert under lock and key so that he can't walk around. Right. For that reason. For that reason. Right? Like, lock that shit up. Don't nurture it. Don't bring it pudding pops and shit. You know Robert, what I, mean? I heard you like candy. Robert, I heard you love a good joint in the afternoon. <laughs> Who doesn't? Let's watch Ellen. Uh, nurture the nur- They tried to nurture the spirit-possessed doll, but eventually became frightened of the doll's malicious behavior and contacted the Warrens, who removed the doll to their museum after pronouncing it demonically possessed. Demonically? Am I saying that right? Demonically? Um... Yeah, so there's a demon inside the doll. There's a demon in the doll, so they give it to the Warrens. And what you've told me, mostly and typically after I've had a couple ciders and you've had a couple very dark loggers, and you know this stuff gets to me, you like to say things like, you know that doll can get out from underneath the glass. And I say, stop it, Carolyn, because that shit scares me. Well, there were like times it. where I've read about they went in and the case was open and no, yeah. one, no one had opened it. <laughs> But, I mean... I don't know. Isn't there one in London, too? There's, like, a possessed doll in London as well. I mean, I think Ugh. there's possessed dolls everywhere. There's that whole island of dolls. I don't know. Yeah. In Mexico. Yeah, I don't like that. There's a place in Massachusetts. I just saw this on Chronicle. Uh, like I said, Carolyn and I are Boston-based. And uh, there was this... I watched Chronicle, which is, like, our local... Um, Half news hour magazine news magazine type story. Yeah. It's actually really good, and I enjoy it a lot. Where there's this place in Massachusetts where uh, there's a guy building, like, this weird forest museum type of thing. And he wouldn't disclose where it is, and he asked Chronicle to not disclose where it is. And it's, like, doll heads on sticks. And, like, weird houses with, like, the back ends of a Barbie uh, as a mailbox or door handle. It's really, really weird. And he, they interviewed him, and he seemed fine, right? But how fine are you if you're taking the heads off of dolls and putting them on sticks in the middle of an undisclosed wooded area? Right, and why are you And doing why are that? you doing that? Like, I guess is it your art, or are you like, no, I'm building a secret village so that when people stumble upon it, I can make a skin suit. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, yeah, people do weird things. People are into well, weird and things. and that's the thing that's, when, when you start talking about the occult and things possessed and demons, um, I mean, some of it you can debunk and just say that person was crazy. Right. Like, they didn't really, they weren't playing with a full deck. And, right. um, they created <laughs> this thing to help them understand what was going on with them and their right. psyche or whatever. But the stuff that's unexplainable, that you can't explain, or... Yeah, unexplained. Yeah. Yeah, it's a word. Yeah, Um, totally. The stuff that you can't explain, the unexplained, is what fascinates me. Like, if you can't give me a definitive answer on why this doll shows emotions and listens to conversations, then I want to see that for myself. And if if I go there and I'll be like, oh, this is horse shit, and walk away and just be like, okay, all right, that's not true. I said, but... If it is true, I want to go see and be like, oh, yeah. I think that's why we're fascinated with all this stuff, though, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, there's a hotel, there's a college that you and I have played many times together in Casanova, New York, mm-hmm. which New York is one of... Well, New York's really old, too. It's so old, and it's so haunted. And we, like, Especially, we, we were in upstate New York. We were in which upstate is like, New York. So a lot of that is like the 1700s, yep. or, you know, yeah. old New York. Old New York. So we're... We're, you know, we're in upstate New York, and the first time we toured it, they were like, well, you have two choices for hotels, <laughs> and the conversation went to a place of, it just depends on which one, which you would like to stay in, they're both haunted. Right. And we were like, well, which one's less haunted? And she was like, well, they're both equally haunted. Yeah, so, they're like written up in magazines yeah, as haunted places. Great scones. Yeah, that was it's, a creepy night, too. That was a creepy night. We, I didn't sleep at all that night. No, slept at the light. There's also uh, 
yeah, this whole state, New England, right, in general, is just like... Which, again, because it's the oldest part yeah. of the country. But oh. then there... I mean, there's newer parts of the country, like that movie Winchester just came out. Yes. And that's based on the Winchester house, which is equally as creepy. That's very creepy. But also may have been a created thing from someone's yes. psyche. You know what I right. mean? Like, that's one of the ones where you can't explain it, and you don't know... You don't know if it's true or not, but... It's definitely a cool place to visit because this woman, the Winchester heiress, she really believed that and just yeah. kept building and building and building. So if you don't know this story, yeah, she well, builds she builds this house and and we'll talk about this more, I'm sure, because we're going to talk about uh, yeah. a lot of stuff on this podcast. She's trying but. to confuse the spirits that are there because supposedly she was being haunted by all the spirits that died at the hands of a Winchester rifle. Right. So she basically is building staircases and they go to nowhere. Yeah, or like or there's like, doors you open and they're just a wall. Yeah, or, or a hallway to nowhere. Yeah, a hallway to nowhere. You know, it's interesting because you're talking about how, you know, is it just a fucking wackadoo? Or right. is there something real to these like testimonial things where this stuff is possessed or whatever? And uh, it's interesting because I just, just looked this up. So t- we don't have a producer, by the way. So we have to look up our own stuff. Right. So this is all in real time. We're looking up our own stuff, right? Um, back to this Annabelle thing they were saying, uh, this is all Wikipedia too, so I don't, you know, it's created for us, by us. It's the FUBU it's of the, the FUBU of the internet. Um, <laughs> Texas State University Assistant Professor of Religious Studies. Um, basically this guy, he's saying that like, there, it's an interesting case study for relationship between pop culture and paranormal folklore because I think we find these stories and they're so fascinating. Like, I'm sure in your town, you grew up in New Hampshire, I grew up in Maine, you know, we had that cemetery that like, oh, if you go to the cemetery and you turn your car off and you shut all the lights off, your antenna will start to whip around on its own or you'll hear voices or you'll hear, hear singing. And we used to do that for fun, like on a Saturday. Also, we grew up, I know... I'm not, I don't want to, again, we both grew up in very small towns where there wasn't a lot going on, but um, I think it's true, right? These stories happen and it's, it's folklore and it just continues and continues and then it's kind of trying to figure out, is that true or is that just right. like is always been just the story? Is story so that your right? mind's playing tricks on you? And I think that's why I enjoy ghost hunter type shows. Like, yes. Like TAPS, the Atlantic oh, Paranormal Taps. Society. They go and they try to either debunk it or find evidence that it's happening. And that's all I'm really looking to do as well. Like, like sometimes you hear the story like, that cannot be true. And then right. someone goes there, or like Josh Gates from Destination Truth. He'll go somewhere. Your boyfriend, Josh Gates. He's not my boyfriend. You love him. I do love him. Why do you love him so much? Really quickly, let's just... All right, well... Because his name is going to come up a million times. Well, because he does... He goes to... Like, he went to that creepy doll <laughs> island and stuff, and he, <laughs> He tries to he he looked he went to Romania to yeah. you know research Vladley and Paler and vampires and all this other stuff, but he the reason I like him is he's an archaeologist. He's, yeah, he went to Tufts University. He's from Manchester, um, by the sea. He which is, is a place in Massachusetts. Which is in, yeah, he's beautiful. Ma- coastal. He's Massachusetts yep. based, but he's he goes to these countries and he meets the people. He talks to the people. Yeah. He doesn't act like an ugly American. He's very funny. And he's very engaging. He's pretty cute, too. Yeah. I mean, but he's married. He has kids. It's not... A, it's not... <laughs> I'm not in love with this guy. Like, I just like the yeah. way that he reports on stuff. And he makes it interesting and educational, but it's never boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's just... He's the total package as far as, like, how to... He's not trying to sensationalize anything. Right. He just goes and you learn about the country. You learn about the legend. He does the same thing. He tries to take the legend and he just did a whole thing on aliens. He just did a whole thing on Egypt, which was super interesting. And um, it's like a little bit of history, a little bit of entertainment. And he just puts it in a good package. Yeah. Like that's, I just respect that. I got a lot of respect for the way that they do their show because it could be all hype and it could be. You know, not but they do their research. They mm-hmm. tell you the history of it, and then sometimes they don't get a definitive answer, or sometimes they do get an answer, and they say, "Well, you know, this isn't this isn't real. It's probably mostly folklore." Right. Or they say, "This could be real, but we don't have the evidence to back it up," and they just leave it alone. Like, yeah, they're not out to 
just be douchebags. You know I always I mean? wonder too, like, like they're not like some yeah. of those ghost hunter shows where like we provoked the ghost. Like they're not doing that. Yeah. They just want to tell you the history and like a thousand people have said they've seen this, you know, thing. So we're going to go do the research and go to the location and try to see the thing too. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But the way that they report on it and tell you makes it fascinating. Especially when it's like Egyptians or like something that, a right. story that you know about. Yeah. It's uh, it's always curious to me too that is this, because when someone tells you something scary, right? Mm-hmm. Or you just get a vibe. Like I do this all the time. We walk into places and I'm like, this place is haunted. <laughs> like I just get a vibe from it. I wonder, you know, a lot of this, is this your mind? Does your mind play tricks on you? Because if you think this doll is terrifying, and it, it does look terrifying. I mean, just looking at it. Yeah, is he's terrifying. terrifying. And if you go look at him, also things that are super old, like that's terrifying. Well, and there's history in Key West. There's some mm-hmm. not so nice things that happened in Key West. There was like a massacre that happened. Yeah. Um, I don't have the details. I didn't research that, mm-hmm. but I've also seen that on a show. Right, right. Like a crime to remember or something. Yeah. Because I love all, all things crime yes, as all well. Yes, crime. But it crime. was horrible. It was like a racial thing. And um, of course, yeah. there's probably some terrible energy in that area. Yeah. Because it was a terrible thing that happened. And I believe in energies as well. Like... If someone gets murdered in a house, there's got to be energy that stays around. Yeah. I don't know how you get rid of that either, like smudging or whatever, because I think I think that you can get rid of bad energy, and I also think doesn't if it can live in the house, it can live in the soil, it can live in the... Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, there's, there's documented mm-hmm. cases of people that build on an Indian burial ground, and it was sacred land, and that it was um, that... And I've seen shows where they're like, this land is just bad. You should move. Did you just describe the plot to Poltergeist? Yes, I believe yep, I did. Yep, you did. did you they built yes. McMansions on top of a graveyard. That's right. Remember? Moved the bodies. And it, like, flooded. Remember? It flooded in the yeah, end and, and all, all the, the bodies came out. Yeah, that was terrible. Like, those people that built the houses, what a yeah. bunch of assholes. Yeah, that, that movie But that's the other thing, like, terrifying. everybody, you always want to respect the dead. You yes. know what I mean? Like, respect the doll. Yeah. <laughs> but if this is a possessed doll, like, it's just, I don't know, This it just fascinates me. Well, if we go to Key West again, mm-hmm. uh, I will go see the doll with you. I don't want to. And, well, and there's other stuff at the museum. Which I know. Should be and we should definitely visit the Warrens Museum in Connecticut because it's close by mm-hmm. and we can definitely go there. And uh, we love a road trip. We love a road trip. So we could go do that. Here's something for you. What do you, what do you think about furniture being possessed? Furniture and belongings. I think both because um, here's an example of why, like clothing as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Clothing, like old vintage clothing, I think can be possessed. I don't mean to smirk at you, but I, that, that and, one. Well, here's, here's why. you can wash it. Yeah, but here's why okay, I say Okay, tell that. me. Why? Um, I used to go to this house in Wolfboro. It was a big Victorian house. And on the third floor, the woman that owned the house did a lot of plays. And she would keep a lot of costumes there, yeah. like stuff, vintage clothing. Like we're talking like. Coats and tails from the 1800s. Like, really old, like, dresses. Well, and you're from Wolfboro, Wolfboro, New Hampshire, which is one of the oldest. uh, Yeah, again, 1700s. very, very old. It was settled a long time ago. Um, But there's residual energy that can stick to things. And I think clothing, objects, are things like that. And she had all of these vintage clothes from all over the world, all over all different eras and it was you couldn't we we tried to they had a bedroom up on the Mm. third floor and we couldn't stay the night up there because we felt like we weren't alone it could have been the house itself but the rest of the house you didn't feel like that yeah i think i i there were a couple like houses like friends of mine who had houses uh in the town i grew up in in winthrop maine which is a tiny little town uh, and there were a few houses, yeah, you'd go to sleep overnight, and there just were, like, you just didn't feel right. There was something about the house. Yeah, um, like, you feel a presence, and there's nothing there. Yeah. And the, the back of the, your neck, you yeah. know, the hairs stick up Stand on your on neck. And I felt that way about the apartment we had in Belmont. We lived in Belmont, Massachusetts, yeah. in a two-floor, big, huge apartment in, like, an old house there, 
and uh, there was an attic, and the door would sometimes just be open, and... And that door didn't... I lived on the third floor, and my room was up there, and that door didn't... It wasn't like it was just loose all the time. Like, you had to open that door. Yeah, it was a little sticky. It had a stick to it. We just, See, heard, we just heard a bang, by the way, like a giant bang. Um, although I lived in this building, we don't we're not roommates and haven't been for a long time. We both lived in the same apartment building, though, separate apartments, same apartment for a little while, separate apartments. I've never felt scared in this apartment building, though. Mm-hmm. And this apartment building is re- it's from the I think forties, forties. Yeah, it's like forties. It's very cute and classic, and like has a courtyard. It is strange. That apartment in Belmont, though, that place freaked me out. Like, when I woke up in the middle of the night, I would hold it if I had to pee just because it was too... Yeah, there was a creepiness, especially on the third floor, because you'd know that you shut that door, pulled it tight, Mm -hmm. and then it clicked, and it was shut, and you'd get up to go pee in the middle of the night, and it would be open, and the bathroom was right next to that door. And I didn't like living on the third floor. Anytime I was there by myself, too, I would hear noises. Our living room was on the... Second floor of the building, but the first floor of our apartment, we had a big living room uh, with an old fireplace, and I would hear noises upstairs and know that I was home alone right. in the apartment. And, and so, we had a roommate who thought the place was haunted, but he wasn't a reliable witness. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, that's what we're talking about is that, and we're going to explore that. And maybe he knew something that we didn't, but... Or, or maybe he heard... Maybe he had one creepy night in there, and then he tells us, he told us, like, the day we moved in, oh, by the way... Right. We're signing leases, and this guy goes, oh, by the way, this place is haunted. And we were like, <laughs> and then we got in the car, and I was like, <laughs> no. But I he really, I, yeah. I don't put a lot of stock in that, because I don't feel like he was a reliable. <laughs> Probably not a reliable sort. You know. Without well, going into detail, I don't think he was Well, reliable. if your breakfast is wild turkey, you may not be a reliable source. We're just saying. Yeah. Very lovely human being. But maybe Just not maybe a reliable, reliable source is yeah. what we're saying. Uh, it's weird. My house that I grew up in was, we were the first people to live in that house. My parents built that house. And I have stories, and we're going to probably talk about this in a, in a future episode. So there's a lot of teasers on episode one well, today. Well, we're, we're kind of focused. We're trying we're to get giving the... you a lot of teasers, and we're, we're going to go through it all. We'll make good on all the teasers we did. We're yeah. just trying to figure out. And have a focus. and Yeah, for sure. We have a lot of creepy stuff to share. We have so many creepy things to talk about. We have some friends, too, some very funny friends that we're going to have on our podcast who also have creepy stories. So every once in a while, we'll have a really fun guest on. He's got some ghost stories they want to talk about. And also, we've been doing a little research and connecting with some folks out there who are actual mediums, actual ghost hunters, um, and actual... Uh, places that we're going to visit and take you to for example we have the lizzie borden house not far from here so we're going to visit river, that Massachusetts. fall river kid we're going to go down and get a condina maista on our way down get a cake <laughs> uh yeah so we're going to go and visit there that place is supposedly haunted and also i don't know about you but i would love to head over to martha's vineyard as well as nantucket and really kind of like we've both had uh haunty feelings in those two places and i think uh staying overnight in one of those old inns would be a really really fun thing for us to do even gettysburg too that's yeah not far not far at all but it's haunted like it's it's documented haunted yeah and i think any place where anything really tragic or like the the battle of gettysburg is one of the bloodiest battles of the war and i think that energy can sometimes like a lot of the stuff they say there is just residual haunts it's just people going through the motions they don't know they're dead or they can't stop doing what they did in life yeah it's a really uh interesting subject and terrifies me it terrifies me i love being scared i love scary movies i don't like them when they're all just slasher movies but i love a good story that creeps you out Mm -hmm. and makes you jump and i always have like the exorcist when I was, like, I guess I was 12 or 13. I was in my teens when I saw it. Scared the shit out of me, yeah. but I loved it. I've only seen All the Omen excerpts. movies, the original ones. The original ones, Gregory yeah. Peck. They're great. Because... <laughs> they're great. They're great. And they're... It's just... It's fascinating to me. And just the way that they, they're done. Like, they're just good. Yeah. I never saw The Exorcist, like, in its entirety. I've only seen scenes from it when it, like, comes on another show I'm watching. And my parents had the book mm-hmm. in there. They well, had a den. Blatty. Yeah, yeah, back in back in the 
uh, the 80s, their, your parents always had a den, 70s and 80s. And uh, in their den, they had a lot of books, right? They had the Charles Manson book. They had so Helter Skelter's terrifying, right? They had um, the Exorcist book like right next to it on the shelf, and I would I was terrified of it. Like <laughs> I just kind of gravitated to to uh, the Joy of Sex. That was the book I would take <laughs> out when they weren't home, uh, not the Exorcist because it scared me so much because the thought that I could be possessed by right an evil thing was terrifying for me, and the fact that she was possessed like the that. Uh, Emily Rose, the possession of Emily Rose. And yeah, it's not that, as good as The Exorcist. Yeah, part. well, all of it is terrifying to me. Things like Freddy Krueger, Some Nightmare on Elm Street, or like Am- even Amityville, that didn't scare me that much. Those I could handle. Um, it's just those types the of The real story about the DeFeo murders before they were, the house was supposedly haunted. Is You're talking more, about Amityville now. Yeah, yeah the yeah, same yeah. house. Mm-hmm. So the DeFeos were murdered by their son um, in this house, even though he says he didn't do it. Um, All murderers say they didn't do it. Well, he says... Unless they're super crazy. Yeah. yeah. He says someone else made him do it. Right. Right. Yeah. But um, that's scarier than the actual haunting stuff because they've kind of debunked a lot of them. Yeah. And said that they wrote the book to get the money. Yeah. Um, So I don't know about... I used to think that one was the end all be all, but now I'm like, eh. No, yeah. The flies are terrifying. Yeah, but I don't know if that really happened. Do you remember a few years ago we were having fly when I lived in this building as well and I was having a fly issue and I killed like fifteen in a day and I was like, so it begins. <laughs> You're gonna find me on my ceiling. I'm gonna wake up on my ceiling. Like I I just got married a couple of years ago. Before I married <laughs> Eric one of the things I had to come clean with him about was, like, my biggest fears in life. Most people, it's like, failure, or <laughs> I'll never find true happiness. Mine is, I'll wake up and I'll be hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> like, that's my biggest fear, um, which is insanity. And seems rational. Seems rational, <laughs> Kelly. Um, I won't even bring crucifixes into my house because it freaks me out oh, so much. You would hate this then at my gig last night. Mm-mm. You took a left onto Service Road. No. And right at Service Road Please in stop. the grove of trees no. was Jesus on the cross under Just a randomly? pile of rocks. Well, it seemed random at first when we took the left to go to the show. Yeah. But there was a Corpus Christi church around oh, the corner. Okay. But there's no sign that says <laughs> Corpus Christi. You know, Corpus Christy Church, Church. 2.5 miles ahead. Right. right. It's not even two point. It's like round the corner, but it's just Jesus on the cross with his head down. That would scare me. uh, With a pile of rocks underneath. Like, it really looks like the actual crucifixion. And it was... (laughs) You know, kind of foggy down yeah. there because we just had a nor'easter. Like, is this Fatima? <laughs> so yeah. we turned the corner and we were like, oh, oh sorry, Jesus. Jesus, for real, Jesus. You know, and I know they want you to yeah. see Jesus suffering so that you live your best life that right. you can, but can't we remember the guy when he was making the loaves and the fishes? <laughs> can't remember his carpentry work. Yeah. Uh, he was an excellent carpenter. He was so crazy. But it was, it was very, like... Because it was foggy, yeah. it was dark down there because they only had power in half the town. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't like so that. So everybody's lost power. So it was just creepy. Yeah. And Jesus isn't creepy. He no. shouldn't be. You don't mean that. We're I not didn't, saying I'm that. not saying that Don't at write all. to us about that. Don't write me a stern oh, letter. I'm please. not saying Jesus is creepy. I'm just saying that that moment yeah. and that vision, you would have been really freaked Although out. churches freak me out. And I don't know if that's for a whole other reason that we don't have time to discuss today, but churches freak... I think that's more for your therapist. Yeah, I'm sure. My <laughs> therapist and I will talk about that more. Uh, we are winding down on the Frady Cat podcast. Uh, this has been really, really fun. Uh, this is this is episode one. This is where it all begins. We're finally going to talk about all this stuff that terrifies us. Um we're doing this at your apartment this week. I'm, I wish there was a lemon loaf. I should have probably told you that my expectations thought that well, there I'm would be a snack. I thought there would be a snack. There wasn't one. So we'll, um, you did offer me some delicious drinks when I came in the door. Uh, yeah. So we'll figure out what's coming for the next podcast. I think next time I'm in charge of the story. So I will, I will, I've got one that I definitely am excited to talk to you about. Okay. That doesn't involve dolls. Oh really? I don't. Well, we covered dolls today. We did cover dolls. One we doll. didn't. We didn't dive into Annabelle. Uh, I will go see Annabelle with you though. I would. That's love an to do easy that. drive. We can go see Annabelle. Maybe go to uh, Stu Leonard's afterwards. We do love Stu Leonard's. If you've not, Carolyn turned me on to Stu Leonard's. 
world's largest dairy store in Norwalk, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, ham and cheese croissants, hot and fresh. Uh, best hazelnut coffee I've ever had. Bagel station. Yep. And I don't mean like toot toot. <laughs> I mean like you pick your bagel and then pick mm-hmm. your smear and uh, schmear and it's delicious. And their customer service is, I mean. Bar none, would you say? Out of the world. Out Bar of this world. none. What's the other thing you really like from there? I know I pick you up coffee, coffee if I'm in their neighborhood. Oh, they have really good rugula. I don't remember. Rugula? What's rugula? Rugula is a, a lovely little um, pastry. Oh, is it like the pie of crust? Ju- with of the... Jewish origin. Okay, and It usually yeah. has ground hazelnuts and chocolate or yeah, raspberry yeah. and walnuts, and it's delicious. Mm, uh, Carolyn loves Nana Snacks. <laughs> They're not. She lo- that's a Nana Snack, dude. Seriously. Like a chocolate chip cookie is just your mainstream. She likes... Uh, I like... Spicy nuts and cinnamon type things. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> I like little spicy nuts. I like spicy nuts. That's a different podcast. That is a totally different podcast coming soon. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Frady Cat podcast. Yep. We'll I'll try to out. be more yeah. focused. Um, I thought we nailed it. I yeah. Thought, I mean, this is great. This is just Carolyn and Kel. Carolyn and Kelly. Kelly and Carolyn just talking about... The things that make our hair stand up on end. Things that make you go, huh. Things that make you go, no. (laughs) No. And things that make you go, I'm just going to hold it and stay in bed and turn on House Hunters for background noise. Uh, Yeah, it's the things that, uh, it's all things fraidy. Whatever makes you feel afraid. And uh, check out our Instagram for the pictures of these, uh, this creepy doll. We're going to try to find a picture of Eugene so that we can... Eugene Robert Gene, Otto. Gene. Gene. His Eugene. name is Robert so it's, Otto, but it's, he went by Gene. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't How know. How curious. No, I think his full name, it says here, Robert Eugene Otto. Yeah, so he went by Gene. But he went by Gene. Because he didn't yeah. want to be... Yeah. Confused with his doll. With his doll. They were like, no, Prince. this is the doll. I'm the man. I'm Gene. I'm, I'm not Gene. Robert. I'm not Robert. Robert did it. Not Robert Gene. did it. Robert murdered your family, not me. Uh, awesome. Uh, check in next time. We'll have uh, more things that'll we'll make have another you feel pretty. Meow. <laughs>